Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the three shows I watched this past weekend. I watched The Night of Champions, I watched NXT Battleground, and I watched AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. I watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. It was uh, um, kind of stressful trying to fit everything in because, you know, Battleground and Double or Nothing... Um, we're on the same time, so I had to just watch NXT first and double nothing later. But I will get into that. And also, I'm gonna talk a little bit about a recent match I I watched that I've never seen before. I'm shocked that I've never seen it before. I, I'm I'm like, why have I never seen this? It's a match from September of 1978. Takes place in the Philadelphia Spectrum. It is the WWF Champion. Bob Backlund defending his title against the man he took it from, superstar Billy Graham, in a Sicilian stretcher match um, that it took place in the Philadelphia Spectrum. Um, of course, recently, superstar Billy Graham passed away last week. Huge influence on the wrestling business, on many of the great stars in wrestling, uh, you know, popularized the big, uh, the muscular bodies. Um, he heavily influenced Vince McMahon. That's his vision of WWE, WWF or WWE, you know, later on, the big body type, right? Like, you know, the muscles, the, 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 the human cartoon character. And, you know, what a, what a look, what a talker. 
Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people kind of bag on his in-ring work. And granted, he's not Ray Stevens. He's not Ric Flair. He's not Harley Race. But Graham was a good worker. Ian, you know, and I think a lot of people just, they think worker, they think, oh, you have to be a guy, like I mentioned, Stevens, Flair, um, Harley Race, or they think like, you know, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, like worker is the complete package. It's not just in ring. A good worker could also be uh, a guy that works his gimmick really well. Like Kamala to me is a good worker, right? He he is the Ugandan beast when he's out there, right? You believe that he is this, you know, from the deepest, darkest Africa. That's where they found him. And, you know, he, he doesn't know the rules. He's just, uh, he's a monster and he's going to, you know, destroy your baby face. Um, and what does he do? Splash, chop, maybe a sidekick, you know, but he's a good worker. Same thing with Billy Graham. Billy Graham didn't do much. Bear hug, full Nelson, clothesline back elbow you know, stomps to the head but he's a good worker because he works everything you know the crowd it, it you know it's the presentation it's not just just because he could do you know various different suplexes or takes you know quick snap bumps or anything like that or take big bumps with the top rope or anything like that or come off the top rope with some kind of crazy move it's it's not that that's not a good worker those guys that have, there's guys that do moves, you know. But I think Graham was fantastic in the ring for, for hit for superstar Billy Graham. And this match here, Bob Backlund versus superstar Billy Graham, is just phenomenal. I don't understand why I haven't even heard too much about this. This should be on a match. Like I used to get those tape trades for those compilation tapes of like best. WWF matches or best WWF matches, and I would think this would have been on it. I mean, I mean, maybe it wasn't once the one I got, but you know, of course, Patterson and Slaughter, the boot camp match, Slaughter versus Iron Sheik, um, you know, that match, you know, stuff like that. But this match here, I, I absolutely loved it. And you know, when Superstar passed, and I started, you know, like a lot of people probably started watching. Uh, a lot of old footage of him and some of the old promos. Um, I thought Stick to Wrestling podcast, John McAdam, who has on the uh, Arcadian Vanguard Network, had a really good episode on him on Superstar, and it, they had he had a lot of great clips from his own personal collection of like you know rare Superstar Billy Graham promos, and it was a, a really good podcast. So I highly recommend you checking that out uh, if you want to get you know more about superstar Billy Graham and hear those classic promos. And, um, but so I, you know, I wanted to watch a match and one of my favorite superstar Billy Graham matches is, uh, his match with Ivan Putsky for master garden. And, and it's like a, a lot of young fans out there. If you're listening to uh, this podcast, you know, probably would not survive this match. Like could not complete it. Like, cause you get probably frustrated with, the multiple bear hugs and you know because putsky and graham you know like i said they're they're not they're not going to work at a super fast pace right uh, especially putsky is more methodical and so graham is working towards his style uh i think graham can go graham can move when when he's in someone that can move like a bob Backlund. but with putsky you know he's more he's <laughs> he's more like feet 
both feet down and and uh, in the middle and <laughs> it's but the crowd is insane for this match and when Ivan Pusky hits that hammer uh, Polish hammer and Grant takes that wild bump and into the corn into the ropes and just like his half hanging out of the ring half hanging in the ring um the crowd is going insane um i mean i'm, I'm glad people started sharing that 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 clip on on twitter because it was fun to, to see that because it's one of the best crowd reactions i've ever seen in a wrestling match so but i'm gonna talk a little about that the bob backless superstar billy graham sicilian stretcher match um uh, at the end of this podcast, but um, I want to talk about the three shows I watched. Not gonna, I'm not gonna dive too deep into every match. I'm just gonna give like an overall view of each event. Um, because on this, you know, the Fight Game Media Network, we're gonna have a lot of shows covering it. Um, we have a lot of specials going on this uh, special shows going on this this past weekend covering those events and. Um, you know, the power bombshells are covering it. Like, you know, it's a big deal. This is a big wrestling weekend. It was kind of cool, you know, like it was actually really cool because it reminded me of like the eighties when there's all this stuff going on in the month of April. Like I remember, you know, in 86, there was like Wrestle Rock, there was WrestleMania, there was a Crockett Cup, and I loved like those magazines and reading about all these big cards going off, you know, and like so, you know, that if I'm a young fan, it's, like, exciting, you know? Like, oh, man, I get to watch this big WWE pay-per-view or, or PLE, premium live event. Then I got another one on the next night. Oh, shoot, I got AW2. You know, I can, you know, maybe watch one later or watch one the next day on my Memorial Weekend, uh, day off on Monday, and, you know... Uh, it's just it's fun, you know. I think I, I think a lot of young fans out there. Just, this was like a really fun weekend, and it was a really fun week because a lot of good wrestling happened this weekend. And honestly, and I know people are like, "Oh, the Rocky, you just bag on AEW all the time." That's that's you know you hate AEW. I, I don't hate AEW. Um, I just want to do. I want to be. I want to do, do better. I wanted to be. The promotion that we were all hoping for when it was announced, you know, um, I want the quality to be better. But let's be honest, everyone, if you're really looking at this, you know, with a real critical eye, the quality is not there in AEW. It's a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. A lot of stuff's poorly worked. Um, I could just see the 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 chaotic nature of 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 the back there i guess kind of see the lack of communication or or people just don't care and just doing what they want because that was like you know part of the selling point of aw this is we're gonna let the the talent you know be in control we're gonna let the talent you know be them and that's cool but you also gotta be in control some stuff you know because you can see because you want the talent to be at their best but sometimes the talent doesn't understand their weaknesses and you know it takes a good leader a good booker promoter to you know notice those weaknesses and talents hide them and put them in positions to focus on their strengths right and i you know 
Tony Khan, I think he's a, a really good promoter, all in all. You know, he's done some amazing things. You can't take it away from him. Look what he's doing in Wembley Stadium, man. You know, I think he, that's a great deal. Uh, he's struggling here domestically. But, you know, you can't knock his success. You just can't knock his success as a promoter. But when it comes to booking, you know, he just, there's so many holes in his booking. Um, and it's just, I mean, from people I know that worked there, worked back, been backstage there, you know, I've heard, it's very, very chaotic. And no one knows what's going on. And, you know, a lot of the agents are just kind of just doing their thing, you know. Anyway, I don't want to get too getting too much into that, but it's just there's a lot of quality control that needs to happen there in AEW, and it's been lacking for a very, very, very long time. And I'm excited for what's coming up. I'm excited for Collision. I'm excited to see what CM Punk's going to do and and that on that show that brand. Um, that soft roster split. Um, I'm excited for all that. Um, Cause I like, I like what CM Punk brought to the table. I was never like the biggest CM Punk fan, but when it came to AEW, like when he, when he showed up, he was so needed. Cause he was bringing that stuff that we've been wanting that good pro wrestling. And you can't deny it, Like his stuff is, was all pretty damn good. Um, I have to kind of go back and, look at the, all those programs, but from what I remember, they're, they're really logical. The matches were good. Um, you know, the only negative you can say about CM Punk is, you know, I think being older is where Turner's body is. He, he's, he's kind of injury prone. So I'm a little worried about that when he comes back to the ring. So um, I think he should kind of pick and choose, you know, when he's wrestling, doesn't need to wrestle every week. Um, but we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But I'm excited about that. When it comes to these three shows, of course, I was able to watch Night of Champions on Saturday. I ended up watching that live. I was home here with the kids. And I had it on. The kids, yeah, I really didn't care. Other than my youngest, Kaylee, actually, was, like, really kind of playing in the fan room at the time. And Oscar kind of got her attention, I think, with the face paint and everything. Um uh, you know, I saw her kind of watching it, and I was kind of like worried that at that time. I'll be honest, I didn't really watch Oscar versus Bianca. That's the only match I really missed. I saw the finish, which I liked. Um, shocked about the title change, uh, but yeah, I was just kind of peeking in here and there because I was on daddy duty and it was lunchtime and I was making lunches, so I missed that match. But I kind of peeked in to kind of see a couple, you know, clips here and there. I was I was kind of waiting for stuff to cook and. And I see Katie kind of looking up at, uh, you know, she's three years old and she's looking up at Asuka. And she wasn't scared. She was kind of like, I think she's just fascinated by the the wrestling clown lady that's out there. But she was playing with her dolls and looking up at the same time like, what am, what's going on here? What's daddy watching here? Uh, but I really like Night of Champions. I thought it was the show of the weekend. I think they won the weekend when it comes to wrestling quality from opening match to the final match. Um, I just, you know, I really enjoyed Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. I thought that I, I was shocked that it opened the pay-per-view. I, I still a strong believer that, you know, to make this belt feel important, uh, make it the perception of it is important. You know, 
should be in the main event spot. But I get now I kind of get why they put it the way they put it, but because of the closing angle with the bloodline. But I don't know. I just kind of feel like they, you know, I know they wanted that cliffhanger, but they could still given that cliffhanger in the middle or you know, anyways, but overall that thought the show was really good. That match was good. Uh, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali was good. Um, I mean, if this happened on Raw, Gunther should destroy Mustafa Ali because the way Mustafa Ali has been presented on the main roster. Um, But being in, you know, he's the hometown boy. You you want the... You want him to be showcased. You want that, uh, yeah, that that hometown boy going for the title, and is he going to win it, etc. You want that, you know. And it was a good match. It was a a Gunther match that he has, and it's a, it's always a good match. I love that match that he does. Um, he's phenomenal. Um, at one point in time, I thought, shit, was they going to change the belt right here? Because you know that would be a huge mistake. And I'm glad that you know there's some you know people thinking logically there in the WWE and they're like, no, you know, this is, this is just a, you know, just a hometown nearly kid, nearly getting it, but not going to get it. Right. And I know there's, I've, I saw some people like, they should have t- changed the title. This is like Sami Zayn in Montreal. It's like, <laughs> you know, guys, sometimes the hometown team doesn't win. Right. Sometimes they don't, but they put on a great effort and you know they might have lost but people know respect what they did and they you know they don't feel cheated so um i thought perfect finish it was a perfect match for this show if it was on this happened on raw i mean i i probably wouldn't but but i probably wouldn't put ali to go more than three minutes with gutter honestly i'm sorry i'm just not a mustafa ali fan i don't I don't see where some people see in him. Like, oh, he could have been a major star. I'm like, eh, he's a middle guy. You know, he's he's fine on the card, but I don't see a Mustafa Ali headlining a WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Uh, one match I really loved. It was the shortest match on the card. Uh, Rhea Ripley or Natty. I thought that was great. Total destruction of Natty. Natty, this, this, this match didn't need... Rhea wasn't going to gain nothing going to 15 minutes of Natty and in a, in a barn burner. Like, what got what Rhea needs is total destruction of people. Natty, it's been there forever. Her going 15 minutes, you know, bunch of false finishes on Rhea Ripley, and her nearly winning the title from Rhea Ripley. Not really going to do much for Natty. Natty's just been there for a while. She's just, that's it, right? But you you want to just keep building on Rhea, keep putting that rocket on her back, and her destroying Natty like that, boom, perfect. I thought it was one of the best. You know, is it gonna will it rate five stars? No, but it was, to me, it's five star booking. You know, because that's what you need to do. Uh, I thought Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus was a hell of a match. Um. Really physical. I felt like it was out of control, but they were in control at times. I felt like these two women hate each other. And I haven't really watched Raw consistently. And I just don't understand why they need to turn Trish Stratus heel. But this worked. You know, at least in this match, you know, I was watching them like I was digging it. And 
I love the finish. The sh- I was super surprised that Zoe Stark was there, got involved. Um, I love that idea of, of putting Trish with Zoe and, and you know, Z- Zoe getting that rub from Trish. Um, you know, they're, they're super high on, on Zoe Stark. Uh, Triple H, it's one of a, you can tell it's one of Triple H's, you know, you know, definitely future projects and really wants to build up. And I, and I think it's a great move. Like put her in with the established star, a legend, if you will, Trish Stratish and, um, you know, you team them up together and eventually you break them up and, and she ends up, you know, beating Trish and Trish puts her over and you kind of get Zoe on her way up. Right. So I dig that. I really do. Uh, I'm just going to focus on the last two big, big matches on the card real quick. Uh, I thought Brock and Cody was perfect. Uh, kind of as we expected on the fight game podcast, as Garrett and I were talking about, you know, no doubt in my mind that Brock was, you know, was going to win this match. Like, there's no doubt. Like, this is Matt. This is going to be a three match series. Cody has an out with his arm. He it was a well booked match um, of Cody, you know, fighting through the pain, surviving, um, really trying to play up that you know hell in a cell with this torn peck kind of situation. You know, give it us all you know, and everything, but, you know, finally succumb to the pain of the, of the double wrist lock. And, you know, Brock is, Brock's always awesome. And they have some great chemistry, these two. I'm looking forward to seeing what their final match will be. Uh, will it be at Money in the Bank? My guess is yes. Um, or, or will they kind of stretch it out to SummerSlam? We'll see. Um, you could, you could, you could totally take, Cody, you know, if you really play up, you know, play up this arm injury that is broken and he's going to be out for a while, you can, you know, it's going to be, he could still be on television doing promos, but may just need to wrestle, you know, he's, he's, he's working his way back and they're you're presenting this big rubber match at, at SummerSlam. <laughs> the bloodline match with the uh, uh, Roman Reigns solo versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Good match, really good, but great angle afterwards. Uh, with the we kind of expected the Usos getting involved, costing Roman and sold the match with Solo taking the fall. That was kind of what everyone felt was going to happen. It's definitely what I felt was going to happen. Um, but what I think I didn't expect was going to happen was, you know, Jimmy super kicking the shit out of Roman a few times, and I thought that was great. Um, the Blue Knight stuff continues to be very compelling. I know there was a little bit of a lull after WrestleMania, which is actually expected, but I think they kind of got people back into it again. Um, and I'm looking forward to where it's going. So, to me, like, other than I, less Bianca and Be- and uh, Asuka had a, a stinker, and I, I, don't, I don't believe they did. I had to ask people what they thought of the match, and they said it was pretty good. I, I, I trust their opinion. Uh, I would say from like again top to bottom, the quality of the in ring, the quality of the overall booking was really well done. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, by far, Night of Champions took this weekend. And either, uh, either if you're, you're just a super diehard AEW fan, if you don't believe it, you know, I'm just being a, a, a unbiased critic here, right? And, I, and if it was the AEW that won the weekend, I would say that, but they didn't. You know, the pay-per-view did not deliver, in my opinion. Um, but before I get the AEW's double or not the pay-per-view, there was two pay-per-views on Sunday, or there's a pay-per-view and the premium live event on Peacock. I hate that. I hate saying premium live event, but that's what it is. NXT Battleground and uh, TakeOver, if you will. They're not calling it TakeOvers anymore. Um, And this felt like a TakeOver. You got those TakeOver vibes again. Everyone's working hard. You got these great young athletes. Um, people trying to stand out. And they did. They did. And uh, and the, the, car, the show was like a little over two hours. Perfectly timed. I really enjoyed this card. Um, the match that I that I really want to talk about is Elia Dragunov versus Jai Jack in a last man standing match, and that match was freaking brutal, violent. I mean, at times I I got a little uneasy. The the, the shots these guys are delivering, um, just completely just pulling each other. Uh, Elita got his chin split open from the up kick from Dijak. Um, you know, just the punishment this guy Elita would take is just—he's a nut, man. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know if I really want to sit there in a cor- corner and take unprotected shots with the with the kendo stick. You know, not my thing. Granted, it wasn't in the head, but it was still, man. It's like. In the chest and ribs area, like what the hell? Uh, I dig Dijak's character. He's like an updated version of the Big Boss Man, a bit more of like a vigilante. I get think Punisher. Um, uh, I dig it. I you know, Grant. I I be honest. I haven't watched every episode of NXT recently, and I feel like every time I watch these, especially. These premium live events from NXT, I'm like, man, I gotta start watching the show weekly again. But then when I do watch it weekly, I start watching the. It's like they do these stupid skits that drive me fucking insane. I just can't get through these. I just can't get through these uh, NXT shows. But there's some good talent there now. You know, I know there was a little, little moment of insanity with 2.0, and but there's like the right balance now. I think with you got. These really good prospects and like the Creed Brothers, Braun Breaker, uh, uh, who else I want to stand out? Um, 
and then you got and then you got like the mixture of the UK talent that they're bringing in. So, um, I think it's a good mix, but they gotta just kind of scale back on these vignettes, and they're just so bad. Uh, but Battleground itself, I mean, it's not vignettes. So they they, they keep throwing these character profiles like between matches and i get it i get what they're trying to do because you know let's look if you're comparing the ratings from raw smackdown and nxt like obviously you know overall you know not not that many of the people the other audience are watching nxt so they want more and more eyes so they're hoping that those fans that may just watch raw or and smackdown will check out a special event from nxt and their hope is like these personality profiles, little these video packages of like Nikita Lions or whoever. They're like, oh, I gotta watch the show, you know. I gotta, oh, I, I have to dig that person. I want to see them. Um, I gotta check it out, right? But like, they couldn't do something else and like just kind of break things up. Like maybe like a backstage, you know, in the locker room promo with with the Carmella Hayes and Braun Breaker for the big title match main event later in the night or something like that, just to kind of break it up a bit and change it up. Um, because you're like you're getting those video packages of of the per, the, the personality profiles basically, and then and then you're also getting a video package of the matches that's coming up next, and so it's like a bunch of video package after video package. There's a commercial for SummerSlam or money in the bank. And it's like enough, like break it up a bit. Like give me McKenzie out there doing a problem, doing it backstage interview. You know, I always enjoy seeing her, um, you know, give me something like that. Like, it's just, it's just too much of it. of those video packages, but overall, you know, Good, good show. I really enjoyed um, the main event, Carmelo Hayes and 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 Braun Breaker. These two just tremendous young athletes going at it. I think Braun Breaker works better as a heel. Uh, he seems more natural at that. I think um, I think he's better leading that way than he is as a uh, as a baby face being led. In some ways, I, I just feel like it just felt this match flowed better as him as a heel. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with him at the main roster. I, I assume it's going to happen very soon because, you know, he lost to Carmelo cleanly at the TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. He lost cleanly here. Um, I think he might stick around maybe a bit or two. Maybe a few more months for me a match or two. I would love to see Braun versus Elia um, happen um, before Braun eventually makes his way up. I can see Braun may stick around till after SummerSlam. So that's my that's my prediction there. But uh, yeah, he was the main event was really good. The only match that was it was not that bad. It wasn't great. I wouldn't say it was really good or even good, but it was pretty decent, I guess we'll say, or, or, you know, nearly good was Tiffany Stratton and, uh, uh, Valkyra. And there was just some moments and, you know, uh, Stratton's very green, but she's a hell of an athlete. Um, I think Valkyra is very underrated. Um, 
Um, but there were some timing issues, some, you know, some, <laughs> some issues there at times. It wasn't like anything like, oh man, that was really bad, but it, it could have been just a little bit better. I think maybe it went a little bit too long for them. I think, you know, Stratton, you're going to have to kind of short things up. I think, you know, the, the Creeds and Gallus went 10, less than 10. And I, I'm trying to remember what Stratton and Valkyra went, but it definitely was over. Felt like it was down near 15. But I think Stratton might want to keep her matches to 10 and would be a lot better than than having her go, you know, 15 because I, I don't know if she can really handle that time unless, unless she's in there with a, a, a leader like a Miyako Satomura who's not there I believe anymore um, I'm trying to think is it anyone else that can be a, a really good leader out there for her and because they're all young really athletic women and on that roster uh, Fallon Henley's pretty good but I don't know still I don't know if I still want them to go 15 but uh Tiffany did hit the damn prettiest moonsault in wrestling. That's what she calls it. And that's what it was, man. She hit that clean as clean as can be. And that looked very beautiful. She was super over. The crowd was really into her. And they wanted her to win. She has something. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see how she is as champion. But I think you really have to protect her. Um, in shorter matches. Um, just let her do her athletic stuff. Don't make it too complicated and, you know, don't, don't have them go fucking 15. Just keep it around 10. I think, I think she'll be fine and her matches will be fine. Uh, Dragon Lee and Norm Dar uh, was pretty good. I think Norm Dar showed he's a far superior worker than Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee's a, he's a very exciting guy, but Dar was just, you could tell he's just, you know, way ahead of him as a worker. Um, and, but, so, but I'm glad Dorm won and retained. I thought this was just going to be Dragon Lee's going to win, but I dig this, like, women and, well, uh, what's his name? Um, is with him as well now. It looks like he has, like, a little entourage going. But I think it's great because he's, like, no, Dar is a guy that has an entourage. I miss, I wish it was just him and Shaw Samuels from – because they had great chemistry in NXT UK. They're a great act. But, um, but I, you know, it was cool. I think I kind of like I kind of like the visual of Lash Legend because she's such a giant of a woman. And no, Dar, <coughs> he's a smaller guy. Like, I kind of dig him with this, like, you know, bigger woman, like, being his bodyguard in a way, I think that's what she's going to be, or, or I don't know, hype woman, whatever. I, I dug the visual, so uh, look forward to that. The three-way to open the, mat, to open the show. I'm not a big three-way guy, but these guys delivered some cool stuff, man, and some good action. Uh, Wesley defended the North American title against um, uh, Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. Um, started off a little cutesy, which I didn't like, but once after that opening spot, I thought they really, you know, settled in and, and just did some really cool shit and um, very exciting match. And, uh, you know, I used to not a big fan of the three ways, but they, it, when it's done right, it's done right. And they did it right there. Definitely. And Joe Gacy, man, that guy's a, 
a pretty talented guy. I think he kind of gets forgotten about. Um, he had that really, I hated it when he was in his pants and dress shirt, but I'm glad they got him out of that because he's a pretty good worker. And Tyler Bates, phenomenal. What Wesley's just that smaller underdog athletic guy that you want to root for is that, you know, and he, he's killing it. I'm glad they're continuing with him, you know, so good stuff there. Good stuff from NXT background. I thought for, they are clearly the second best show of the weekend. Um, and that leads me to AEW double or nothing. Um, it, it, it was a lot of mess <laughs> leading into the final two matches. Um, that battle royal opened the show and I saw people praising the battle royale, but I think they're praising the final like few minutes, which Orange Cassidy Swerve, which I which I mentioned, I tweeted out that it, they had a, a a really exciting final few minutes between those two. But I rate matches by the whole match, not just for the last few minutes. Um, and rating this battle royal, it wasn't a good battle royal. First of all, they opened this pay per view. I know there's a there were apparently there's a pre show. I didn't watch the pre show, and the entrance happened in a pre show. But if I'm not watching the pre show, which I didn't, and I'm clicking on the pay per view, what a what a like a really cold way to just see just dudes standing around the ring, waiting to get into this battle royal. Like boring, right? And this battle royal was like, like people jumped in, but some people didn't. And I get it, like okay, the embassy, their heels, you know, they're gonna wait to get in and and you know, you know take advantage of that and, and and pick their spot to get in and take advantage of someone not you know not looking. But why is like babyfaces like the best friends and Dustin Rose just out on the floor looking in the ring? Like it it made no damn sense to me. And. Most of the action was just non. Most of them just waiting around on the, against the ropes, leaning on their knees, looking in as two guys did a couple spots, and you know they're just staying out of the way. At one point, freaking Pentagon just grabbed a headlock on someone and was like in like I don't know quarter in the ring and like just hold his headlock dude like what are you doing dude penta is driving me insane this match because you know he's a luchador and they just you know the rules aren't don't really apply to luchadors they don't don't think that way they think showmanship they they want that response in the crowd so they'll you know they'll, they'll you know clap randomly to get people to clap for them um and here's Pentagon, like, in the middle of this battle royal, just jumps to the second rope and just goes, Zero Mello, yay, me, me, look at me, cheer me. And I'm like, dude, you're just telling these people, like, oh, this is all bullshit because this is not the time I'm getting eliminated. So I'm just going to jump on the top rope and, just, you know, just you know, second rope and be like, hey, look at me. Like, dude, get a fucking clue, man. Like, but Lucha's gonna Lucha, dude. That's that's what they do. They just don't. <laughs> I like Lucha in Mexico, but like Luchadors in America, just some they just don't get it sometimes for the most part. Um, yeah, you know, this match was just a cool, a cool little final few minutes between Orange Cassidy and Swerve. But 
overall, not a good match. Honestly, I'm like, I'm just thinking, like, why can't we just have Orange Cassidy versus Swerve here? The next match, unsanctioned match, Trish Jericho, Adam Cole. Just something was missing. They weren't connecting. I think a lot, a lot of it is Jericho is just old. Obviously, he's, he's 50 years old. And his, he just can't do these matches anymore. Um, and especially these longer matches. Slow. And it just was freaking just boring, honestly. And, you know, they tried And once they did stuff with Britt and Soraya, I knew they were going to do the the mixed tag match, which kind of we all expected. And, you know, it was just a letdown. But especially being like this bang, bang angle they shot and all that. It was a letdown. And and the whole thing was ridiculous. The unsanctioned stipulation when they're going to have a match called Anarchy Arena that's apparently sanctioned. It just doesn't make sense. Um... I think the FTR versus Lethal and Jarrett was a good match. It just was. I just wish it wasn't just the backdrop to the Mark Briscoe story. Um, I wish it was just a regular match. I think Briscoe should be doing something else than than this, and should be featured in a very prominent position. And they're just wasting that opportunity that was just handed to them. Um. The best part to me was when Karen Jarrett hit Aubrey the, with the guitar. <laughs> and, you know, Aubrey deserved it because wearing that fucking eye makeup, like, like she's a fucking star. Like, you're a referee. You're not the star. You're there, you're there to support. You're not there to, to, to stand out, okay? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not dogging referees. I have nothing but the respect for, most respect for referees, but these fucking AEW referees are just a bunch of hot doggers, man. They're a bunch of marks. Basically what it is, they're a bunch of marks. And it's just wearing her fucking Marilyn Manson eye makeup. Like, I'm glad Karen Jerry hates the fucking guitar. God damn. Um, Warlow Christian? What the fuck was this? Like, uh, first of all, it should never have been a ladder match. Christian doesn't even do a ladder match anymore. He's fucking a guy that had concussions, was out for years and years, doesn't even be doing ladder matches. You know, Wardlow's a beast. He doesn't even be damn ladder matches. He's being a regular match with Christian, and they would have had a hell of a match, just one-on-one with no gimmick. But this is, you know, Tony Khan, is, I don't know why he books these Overbook stipulation after stipulation, and it don't mean nothing. Damn, Warlord neither killed himself, nor killed Christian. <clears throat> For what? For what? For nothing. And then I don't, I don't fucking get this match. First of all, Warlord at one point jumps off a ladder and crushes Luchasaurus through two tables. So he destroys Luchasaurus, which you kind of th- would think maybe after uh, Warlow beat Luchasaurus, he'd be, you know, I mean, sorry, Christian, he would move on to Luchasaurus and there'd be just this battle of two, these big men, you know, and you would think, but why? <laughs> why would you see that now? We just saw like, him take out Luchasaurus, right? And then at the finish, Arn Anderson helps shove Christian off so so Warlow could just powerbomb him so Arn 
the Bayface helped uh, the Bayface win? Like, what the fuck? Like, maybe in the match where, like, Arn was out there and Christian took a shot at him or did something and, and, and Arn did it as revenge, but they didn't establish that, so it just looked stupid. And uh, this match is just garbage. Um, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm was overbooked, ridiculous. Okay, if Jamie Hayter's hurt, like, you could have just, instead of had her, like, why is she, like, why do they do the thing where she's getting beat up to the ring and all that stuff? Like, just tell the story. She's going in the match. She's injured. She has an arm injury. She's fighting through it. And then she can kind of keep fighting through, survive a couple things. The heels get involved. She survives that a little bit. But then the heels eventually fucking cheat the win and, and Tony wins. Fuck. Like, what was done was just lame. At one point, Saray is out there in front of the referee, just taking off the pad. The referee, Paul Turner, is looking at her like, no one's distracting me. I'm just sitting there watching you. But this has to happen because this is what we planned. I'm looking like an asshole. Thank you, Saraya. And Ruby for not fucking going up there and drawing the referee away so she can do this. Then Britt comes down to chase off Saraya. And she's fighting Saraya on the floor. Well, what's Ruby doing out there just sitting there watching this? I don't know. Once she go and help Saraya just beat the shit out of Britt Baker. But no, she just watches and makes this makes no damn sense. And, ugh, fucking disaster. Um, Jade and Taya. I like both these ladies, but they just don't. They shouldn't be wrestling each other. Taya been wrestling for a long time but taya still needs someone in there to lead her um if she is a heel you could do some shortcuts with her as a heel but she needs someone to lead her jade needs someone to lead her um the these entrances these women had Taya comes out with two burlesque dancers, I guess because they're in Vegas. Um, I don't mind, you know, I'm not hating on seeing burlesque dancers, beautiful women, but but what does that what does these burlesque dancers have to do with Taya Valkyrie? I don't know. Explain it to me. They don't. So she comes out, and that's a really confusing entrance. And then we get another confusing entrance. Jade's dancing with these. <laughs> Apparently, they were like this dance crew she was in. I don't understand what they're talking about. But it looked awkward as hell. You know, you got Jade Cargo, who's presented as this badass on this big win streak, and she's going out there doing the two step, or the fuck she was doing. And it looked awkward as hell. It was like almost like whatever cool factor that Jade had, like it was gone, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and the match sucked. And then, then you got this Chris Statlander surprise. You know, this is the uh, I could tell Tony's like, it's gonna be like honky tonk man at SummerSlam '88, and he's gonna be like. I'll face anyone. She'll face anyone. And out come Chris Statlander, who just happened to be there in gear. 
Why? Did she f- just had an inkling that, hey, you know, Jade might have an open challenge? Maybe she was in her clothes or, you know, maybe that would have been like, look like this, definitely like this was really impromptu or something. Like, no, this is, she's in her gear. Stupid. Um, and what Tony doesn't understand, you know, you, you take things from the past that worked and you give your, it's good to give your own spin on it, but not if it's a stupid spin. Honky Tonk Man had a, you know, someone was injured, not that day of the show, but it was Bruce Beefcake, scheduled, didn't have an opponent, Honky Tonk Man, but he's going to go out there, he's going to defend his title, and he's just overconfident. Give me anyone, give me anyone, give me anyone, set anyone out here. Out comes the Warrior, who's been bubbling hot in 88, and great theme song, boom, ball of energy, destroys freaking Honky Tonk Man. The guy's held the belt for 18 months. Fucking great booking. Awesome moment. But Jade, the heel, just wrestled a match, just won the match, clean as flat, beat her opponent flat in the middle. And now here comes, you know, now Christian is beating a, 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 a heel that just wrestled. It's stupid. Completely dumb. Um, just, just as dumb as Hogan win the title from Yokozuna after Yoko beat fucking Bret Hart. Maybe that's what... Maybe that's what Tony was going for. Maybe that's what he thought was a great booking, but it wasn't. Um, the only match I really liked on the show was the four-way, um, the four pillars match. And just because, you know, I kind of expected it to be very crazy and all these moves and everything, and they delivered that. Um, there was some really cool stuff. It got a little cute at times, like, I like this. It's cool that they all did what their mentors did, you know, like their moves that their mentors did. Their, you know, Cody's Rhodes is, was MGF's early mentor, so he did the crossroads and all that. That was nice and cool. But they started doing all the cutesy stuff when it comes to like all four in the ring. Like, I'll punch Jungle Boy. The Jungle Boy's going to punch Darby. And Darby's going to punch Sammy. And Sammy's going to punch MJF. Like, just they kept doing that kind of stuff a little too much. I didn't like, but. But overall, I thought that was the best match on the show. And I like the finish of, you know, MGF once again beating Darby with the uh, side head side headlock takeover. Now, like, if they do it right, and I don't believe they will, you know, when Darby does beat MGF, he's going to, and I'm sure he is going to beat him with the side headlock takeover. But damn, wouldn't it be great if he, Darby did it for the belt? But, eh, we'll see. The Anarchy in the Arena match. Uh, it's just not my, it just, it just went forever and ever and things just happened, exploding shoes, uh, thumbtacks, Moxley bleeding all over the place. Um, the only thing cool I thought was like, Yuta got the win, which was different and, and unexpected. I like that. But the Keshta turning heel, like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, this poor fucker, you know, was having all these great matches, was, was getting over his baby face. They just kept beating him and beating him. And instead of, like, really getting behind this guy, they're like, oh, we're going to put him with Don Callis. And 
and Don Callis is going to be his manager. He's going to turn heel and whatever. Who cares? Kotobushi's probably going to come in and team with uh, Kenny and the Bucks and then Paige. And that's cool. I like Kenny. I like Kotobushi. I, like, you know, I understand the history. But it's again, it's a guy that's still for that audience they have now. Not like anyone's going to drain a new audience, really. The people that love Cody Bush are already watching AEW. So there that is. But um, but oh, like I said, other than that four-way, a lot of bad stuff on the show. Wasn't the best AEW pay-per-view. Um, this is like a, a second pay-per-view in a row I, I thought was very poor, poorly done. Um, the Revolution show here in San Francisco was poorly done. And it you're just either a super hardcore AW fan to say that they had the best show of the weekend. But if you're a legit critic and you're looking at the quality of the wrestling and the booking, there's no doubt that Night of Champions won this weekend. Uh, no doubt in my mind. And and it just it, how can you even argue? You can't. I mean, I don't know what you can argue with me with AEW to say, hey, John, no, no, look at this, look at that. I I watched it. It wasn't good. It just wasn't good. People, let's talk about something that was good. Bob Backlund versus Superstar Billy Graham in a Sicilian stretcher match. Why is it a Sicilian stretcher match? Just not just called a stretcher match. I don't know. I'm full blooded Sicilian. And I don't understand why it's a similar stretch. Maybe because it took place in Philly? I don't know. But I don't know. Is Graham Italian? I'm trying to think. Coleman? Uh, it doesn't sound Italian, but you know, I don't know. If, I just don't understand it. Maybe it just sounds cool. Sicilian stretcher match. But either way, it was a great match. And again, I've never seen this match before. Why isn't it on the best WF compilation tapes? That I used to trade for for people that would put together compilations of great WWF matches or, or slash WWF matches. Um, this match was fantastic. The crowd at Philly is going insane from the entrances to the final uh, bell. They are just going nuts for everything. It is a consistent, loud fan reaction going crazy for these guys going crazy for Bob Backlund to beat superstar Billy Graham's ass um this this stretcher match is different than what a lot of people probably expect stretcher match where you have to put a guy on a stretcher and you have to wheel him to the back no this match the stretcher gets put in the ring which is basically just two long sticks and a and you know fabric (laughs) that's a stretcher the old stretcher um and you put the guy on it in the ring and it once you get under the ropes and out of the ring you win so i think a lot of young fans listening but and they watch this and might think like this looks goofy it is kind of goofy but but what but this crowd's going nuts man <laughs> going nuts and i like this and they built it really well every time i backland would they try to attempt to put back on the stretcher he'd just throw it to the side and or, or Grant would get on it for a second. He'd just roll off it. And, you know, uh, it was great. And people would go nuts every time, you know, Backlund got off it or Graham was put on it. And insane. 
And what I liked about this match, like, they had blood in this match. Both men juiced. And it was so well done because it built, right? It wasn't just juice for juice like John Moxley does. Cause, like, he feels like, I have to get blood because I'm a, a violent guy and I'm, like, hardcore, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I'm a badass or whatever, you know. Like, like no, this is, like, juice to, to add to the dr- dramatics of the match. And, of course, the first guy to get juice was Bob Backlund. Billy gets to the outside, slaps him on the steps. Ed Backlund comes up bloody, and he's bleeding really good, right? All-American boy is bleeding. People are going nuts. Oh, my God. Going insane. The heat is insane. For, and Graham is just, just, you know, working on the cut and working on Backlund. And then finally, Backlund just gets, gets, makes a comeback, gets revenge, and now they're on the floor, and Backlund's firing back, and the people are going insane. And Backlund grabs freaking Billy Superstar Graham but behind the neck and just slams him right in the ring post. Graham takes this great bump in the ring post, looks great. He comes up quickly, bloody, right? I'm like, and perfect. The Bayface. The blood is his revenge on Black. Now he's busting open Graham, right? It's building perfectly. And they just don't keep going and both being bloody for a while. It quickly leads to the finish soon after that. And it was a well-done finish. And and the crowd just went nuts. It's just such a fun match. I don't want to break down every little detail of it. Maybe I should have done a watch along. I don't know. Watch along with it, but I don't know. But... Maybe I should, but just go find it. All you got to do is type in Bob Backlund, Superstar Billy Graham, Stretcher Match, or Sicilian Stretcher Match, and it'll come up. Um, the quality isn't the best, um, but you can see everything, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not HD, obviously, you know, but... It's not like something they ripped from the network or anything. This is ripped from someone's VHS tape and they taped it. And, um, but it's great. It's fantastic. Um, five star, in my opinion. One of the best matches of the 70s era, the WWF, in my opinion. Um, and I'm so glad that's the match I decided to check out. I'm glad it was on YouTube for me to check it out because I've never seen it before and I highly recommend it. So, Everyone, check that out. I want to hear everyone's thoughts on it, you know, especially from the younger listeners out there, like who don't normally would go back and watch the 70s stuff because, you know, I don't know why. I, I don't know why young young viewers don't want to go back and see some old stuff because that's, that's laid the groundwork for what you're watching now. And I, I think what I've always been good at doing is when I watch something from the past, I always put myself in that in that time. Right, I don't just like I'm gonna watch it with twenty twenty three eyes. I like to put myself in there and what the people are feeling, and the, I don't know. I just kind of I love that, and and I did that here, and wow, what a freaking match! And uh, yeah, man, rest in peace, superstar. Hell of a worker, in my opinion. Hell of a talker, obviously. And uh, it's a great if you want to tribute superstar Billy Graham. I think it's a great match for you to watch. So. Everyone, I hope you had a great weekend watching wrestling. I hope everyone who went to the figure four convention got home safely. 
Um, I need to get my ass out there one day. It's just, it's, it's just extremely busy with family life, a young family. It's just hard to get out there. And especially my son's birthday at the time is around that, that time. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a wild time for me. So, but I will one day get out there and San Antonio one day is going to pay for my flight out there. So I'd say I have to the wife, I have to go. I'm booked. Let's get anyways um everyone have a good night uh have a good rest of your week and hit me up on twitter laraka jl and let me know your thoughts take care without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.